Hello, this is Dr. John, and you're listening to the Everything From Nothing Water Road Podcast. Wahey! Hello, uh, that was Ralph Einson. Bit weird, didn't it? Dr. John on the podcast. I don't know if I actually want to give you any context as to how that happened. It's funny, isn't it? Anyway, I'm Tom Beasley, your podcast host. Popping in before we get started with the podcast. There are no more uh, Waterloo Road cast-based surprises. Popping in just before we get started to tell you about the Patreon page, where you can get loads of extra stuff from us. We are going big on our Waterloo Road Jack Rimmer fan fiction. We've done a few chapters recently, and there's at least one more in the can to come. We're also reviewing other school-based shows, including Ackley Bridge. We've got our Waterloo Road Awards. The final part of Series 8 is coming very soon. There are extended versions of all of our cast member interviews, of which I do hope to be doing more very soon. All of that is on the Patreon, which you can get to via patreon.com slash Pod. And I would love to thank those of you who have already subscribed. So thank you to Charlotte, to Matthew Kumar, to Mel, to Hannah Louise, who would like to shout out NHS Mental Health Services. Thank you to Ollie C, to Megan, to Bryn, to Matthew, to Lou Parsons, to Laura, to Joe Buckle, to Sarah Mython, to Avid Collector, to Natalie, who is on Instagram at Natalie the Book Reader. Thank you to Helen, to Laura A, to Tom Percival, to Lottie Smith, to Kat, to Eliza, who is at WaterlooXRoad underscore on Instagram. Thank you to Erin, to Rebecca Grimshaw, to Peter, to Helen, who is at red.head.red on Instagram. Thank you to Eve, to Emmy, and finally, thank you to Daniel Bromley. Your continued support is much appreciated, and if you are sat there listening now thinking you would love to be a part of those shoutouts, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash waterlooroadpod. And now, without any further ado, let's get on with this week's podcast. And you know what? I'm going to play Ralph Ineson again. Hello, this is Dr. John, and you're listening to the Everything From Nothing Water Road Podcast. Wahey! Hello and welcome to another episode of Everything From Nothing, the Waterloo Road podcast. I am Tom Beasley, your Waterloo Road superfan, joined as ever by Luke Stevenson as we continue with the rich cultural treats of Waterloo Road Series 9. What do you think is a rich cultural treat? Waterloo Road Series 9. Oh no, I'm thinking more of a scone. <laughs> is that a cultural treat? Cultural where I come from. Or is that merely a no, like, cul- we'll culinary about, treat? When people talk about culture... yeah. Are you talking about the food? I suppose so, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's fish and chips, that's English culture, isn't it? Is it? Um, we've got an email. Thank the Lord. We've got an email. We should say up top that the episode we're about to discuss is Martha's worst episode ever. Yes, how, going into this, were you excited about that? I was, well, I didn't, I didn't remember that until I watched the next time trailer for last, at the end of the last episode. And I went, oh, it's the war one, this is the one that Martha hated. And so by the time this episode started, I was ready. Yeah. Ready for it to be really bad. And spoilers, it's sort of not that bad. It's 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 in the melange. It's in the melange. That's the thing. It's getting lost in the melange. If you, if you dropped this in peak series two, yeah. you go, well, one, why are they in Scotland? And yeah. where, is, <laughs> where is everyone? What is the guy from Have I Got News For You there? <laughs> Dressed as a sailor. 
And then second, you'd go, wow, this is really bad compared to what I've been watching. You know what I think separates it from the melange, though, is what? that when I'm going through all the episodes to do awards, I'll go, oh, that's the one where they're all in military costumes. Yeah. And so it'll just stick out from the melange slightly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably going to win best episode of this chunk. Yeah, yeah. I just, feel. Just a spike, Martha. Yeah, if anything. Um, uh, should we do an email? Let's please, let's please do that. This email is from Frankie. Hi, Frankie. Hi. They begin... They can't respond back. That's not part of the media. They begin, hi, Tom and Luke. What the... What's interesting is that people keep emailing, like, it it dovetails. It's roughly equal, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, It's like like a mid-Bedfordshire by-election. Is it? That was quite close, wasn't it? I don't know, was it? And then eventually the good guy, bracket me, (laughs) uh, wins. Mm -hmm. Um, They begin, hi, Tom and Luke. Uh, I'd say I'd say I hope this email finds you well, but you'll be deep into series nine by the time you read this, and so nothing will be good anymore. Yeah, how it found me. Yeah, is Barry on mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Um, they continue. Godspeed, my friends. Keep your head up. Listen to Naive by the Kooks and think of better days. Anyway, to help you fill the time, I have some questions. Fantastic. If you could have a crossover between Waterloo Road and another TV show, what show would it be? The Walking Dead. <laughs> Okay. You watch The Walking Dead. I've watched the first episode of The Walking Dead, and that is it. Yeah, that's that's where it's at its best. Yeah. <laughs> You're missing nothing. The, uh, the continued endurance of The Walking Dead is one of the most baffling things I can ever think mm. of. Because it is a show that is boring 90% of the time. And everyone agreed it was terrible, and then it finished. And now there's like five Walking Dead shows. Is it the one now which is like called like... Daryl, comma, yeah. the something, the Carol book. Or, I don't know. There yeah, is like definitely the, the one about Daryl. Yeah, but it's like, he now has a spin-off, which is, or the second series is called Daryl, colon, the book of Carol. I, I, it's gibberish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd quite like to see. Well, to be fair, and as much as I hate to give you the opportunity to talk about these things, they kind of already did a mix of Waterloo Road and The Walking Dead. Set in Scotland. Yeah, they did. With, with Mark Benson. With Mark Benson. And Anna and the Apocalypse. Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, can we do that as a Christmas special? Yeah, of course. <gasps> it's a Christmas film. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our Christmas special. We're going to do Anna and the Apocalypse. What? Or we'll do Camp Rock 1 and 2. We agreed <laughs> the other week. <laughs> or we'll do Anna and the Apocalypse. Spoiler alert, when I do eventually get Mark Benson on this podcast, he'll be talking for about five minutes about Waterloo Road, half an hour about Anna and the Apocalypse, and half an hour about his time as the host of Quiz Show The Edge. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you are Mark Benson and you are listening, (laughs) bear that in mind. Um, Glee was my answer, partly because I've always wanted a musical Waterloo Road episode, and partly because I think mixing the Glee kids with the Scottish Waterloo Road kids has potential for carnage. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Will Schuster's allowed to travel overseas, though, because he's, no, he's, he's a war criminal, I'm pretty, pretty, sure. pretty sure he's not allowed out of the States. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can get, like, on Etsy, you can get pillows which just says Will Schuster is a war criminal. <laughs> well, as someone who is moving into a new home soon. Yeah, there's a, a, a housewarming gift. Yeah. Um, they have another question. Dante, Bolton, Finn, Janice, Kevin, Lewis Seddon, Barry Never Barry, and Philip Never Phil are all competing in the Hunger Games. Okay. Who wins? 
In my head, this is a, a, a Twitter meme. I think I understand. But some people like oh, list, no. <laughs> lists like names, and they go, "That sounds like a nightmare blunt rotation." Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that's, yeah. that went through my head, <laughs> and that happened. Um, so you got the bad boy jackets mm-hmm. and Janice um, yeah. and Kevin, yeah, who and will, Philip Neverfill. Philip Neverfill. Uh, well, Philip Neverfill dies first. Yeah, obviously. he does die first. I feel like. Kevin would pull some weird Peter shit where he paints himself into a tree. <laughs> Can we just... You've read the books, right? Yeah. Is it less stupid in the books than it is in the movie? It's it's one of those things that it's better written down because you don't see it. <laughs> yeah, because the other thing is, I, I just... All my, I spent all my time going, right, he's hiding from someone. He goes, I better stop and get my paints. <laughs> and that takes ages to do that. But in the uh, in the books, when they do the, like, training bits bef- mm-hmm. before they go into the arena and everyone's doing, like, she's learning the, the bow and all mm-hmm. of that stuff, he is, like, learning all of the painting and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing, is that he's doing something clever while everyone else is learning how to hit each other with... Swords. Yeah, exactly. So Kevin would get to the final two and then ride on a woman's yeah. coattails. I think Finn would win because every time someone killed him, he would simply forget. Yeah. <laughs> he would just respawn. Yeah. <laughs> Very much like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think so. Finally, would you rather watch a compilation of Rachel and Eddie moments for 10 hours straight or sever one of your limbs? It's a, that's the hardest question of the three, I think. What are we counting as a limb? An arm or a leg. All right, okay. <laughs> that's not the clarification question <laughs> I expected you to have, but okay. Oh, yeah. Second, who's Rachel and Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because I thought, like, did toes and fingers count? No, it'd have to be, it's a full leg. No, I, can't, I don't think I could do that. I, I just watched the compilation. For what if hours. it was 20 hours? Why do you want me to cut off a leg so much? <laughs> No, I do really value my leg. 30. I really want to know where the line is. <laughs> I'd fall asleep, wouldn't I? Or are we clockwork oranging me? Oh, you'll be clockwork oranged. Don't you worry about that. Like, Wait, that's why, why am I the only person having to answer this? What would you do? I'm a Waterloo Road super fan. I'd gobble up those 10 hours. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think. You'd be like, nom, 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 delicious culture. <laughs> Just a scone. Well, you're severing it. <laughs> <Go on. laughs> oh, God. It's, it's good that we got an email from Jigsaws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know where the line is that would make me cut off a limb rather than watch television. Yeah. Um. Um, uh, Frankie concludes, I guess lockdown was good for one thing if this podcast came out of it. That's nice. And ultimately, it did end the political career of Boris Johnson. What, lockdown or this podcast? <laughs> well, do you know how correlation does equal causation? Mm-hmm. Um, Frankie says, I've loved reliving the good, the bad, and the big bat in t- insanity of this show. I listen to you guys every week and always look forward to new episodes. The podcast feels like one big inside joke in the best way, and it never fails to make me laugh. Also, the worst storyline of the show is in the first chunk of series 10. Stupendous. You'll know which one when you get there. I'm not sure we will. I don't know. Um, have fun. It's all downhill from here. How? P.S. Thanks for getting Andrew back. Yeah, yeah. You are very welcome. You're welcome. 
I'm convinced that was because of us. I, I think, like, obviously not not in the biggest way, <laughs> but I think a small part. A small part. Yeah, because you didn't have to. No. No. And when, when, we, when I interviewed him, planted the little seed. Yeah. Planted the little seed. There you go. Little Wally Road seed. Him and Jason Merrill's on the set of their short film. Yeah. Planted the little seed. And a little lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> Should we talk about Wally Road? Oh, well, you, you're getting more and more um, uh, like I'm not sure if it's therapist or deaf room in a hospital when you do that. It's like you just you ushered me into the private room. <laughs> There's tissues and some flowers on the table, and you've just said it's me the now. <laughs> we, we're thinking of very different rooms, very different rooms in the hospital. Yeah, we go to different rooms in the hospital, <laughs> and you're, you're about to tell me that someone's dead. <laughs> Yeah, and just just to advise Tom, if someone in a hospital <laughs> takes you to a private room with flowers and tissues on don't, the table, don't do that. That's not an invitation <laughs> to take your trousers down. Okay. Believe me, I know. Noted, noted, <laughs> noted. Um, <laughs> um, this episode is called "Don't Mention the War." <sighs> yeah. Well, at least they because, had... because what teenagers in 2013 really wanted was Faulty Towers references. Imagine, like... But to be fair, for all the time the show could have used that title, I assumed it would be because they had, like, a German-speaking teacher turn up. They didn't do that. No. That's so that, that's, a, that's a credit in the bank. Um, so they do a black-and-white opening with the theme from The Great Escape, or the theme from Chicken Run, depending on your... Um... Uh, it's absolutely <laughs> Depending on your vintage... Um, everyone's. I ge- genuinely believe. I think I was like eight or nine years old when I first watched mm-hmm. it. I can't remember. We watched it on Sky Box Office. Yeah. And I genuinely believe I wet my pants a little bit. <laughs> I think I was laughing yeah. so much. Ch- Chicken Run is is a genuine masterpiece. I I think the line, <laughs> I don't want to be a pie. I don't like gravy. <laughs> I think that had me laughing for a full ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty fantastic. Um, everyone's dressed up because it's Living History Week. Where did the teachers get such great fitted replica <laughs> World War II costumes in a week? Um, well, how many questions do we have about the timeline? Oh, okay. So Christine okay. says. So living I think Christine says living Nazis hist- invade <laughs> Poland <laughs> in September yeah. nineteen thirty nine. Christine says that Living History Week has been a big success. So this isn't the start of Living History Week. So we, we have to hope for posterity that last week's episode was on a Monday. Right. And they had a week to prepare. Okay. That is the that is the best, most charitable possible reading of this. Yeah, I don't know where they got the costumes this quick. Like, because Christine and George are wearing those yeah, outfits. Yeah, they are. They really are. Christine- and then later on, Kevin comes out in his little suit, and it's just <laughs> like, oh... Um, yeah, and fly, I, 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 fly me to fly me to Normandy, and I think we're supposed to believe that Kevin got that out of just like Audrey's box of stuff. Yeah, as someone who used to do like um, you know teen theatre, <laughs> you didn't get anything cinched. No, um, Christine is like this is because Robert Bain from the LA is coming in, um, and Christine says it says to George, it's very important today that we best Simon. She says, this is D-Day in more ways than one. I don't think it's D-Day in even one way. Is it? Because <laughs> yeah. at least at some point they could have said, because it's, it's Bane with a B, they could have said it's B-Day. That would have been interesting. 
but no, no. That's that's a line that doesn't work in a world where everyone's seen Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, because we know what D Day was like, and it looked horrible. Um, Sonia has forgotten to dress up, mm-hmm. which would be fine if it were Living History Day mm-hmm. and not the third or fourth day of a Living History Week. Yes, during which they have presumably dressed up every day. Yeah, she's been walking around <laughs> for three days. Going, what the hell is going on here? Like, just throw me a bit of a bone. Mm. Throw me a bone. A goat bone. I am willing to accept that <laughs> it took less than a week to set this up. But at least give me consistency within the bloody episode. Either it's a single day that Sonia has forgot to dress up for, or it is a successful week-long programme. It cannot be both. Um, I just... Watching this episode in particular... Simon has, like, end of season four Eddie syndrome, Mm -hmm. like, already. Series four, come on now. Series four, sorry. We've been doing this for three years. (laughs) He's just... He's just dead behind the eyes. (laughs) He just, like, I don't believe any of it. No. I don't care about any of it. Every time he's on screen, I'm just like, meh. Yeah. And what's worse, like, the the, Barry makes me angry every time he's on screen, because I just hate how much the show seems to like him. (laughs) But Simon was like, this is just nothing. Yeah, I know. Um, Sue Spark is doing the the pro wrestling gimmick of wearing a massive fake neck brace. Mm-hmm. Um, and later on, she's going to rip it off and RKO something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Lisa and Shazne are friends now after their fight last week. Oh, well, you know. They say in the heat of battle, thou becomes friends. And that was the true message of World War II, wasn't yeah, it? I think it was. Um, uh, Barry Never Barry's brought in some crisps to sell. Um, George is making a grubby deal with Archie to save him because he doesn't know any Mandarin. Yeah. You know how um, not online the writers of the show were is because Sue just keeps referring to Simon as Twink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in the show you go, yeah, that's normal. And we were going, hang on. <laughs> yeah. No one Googled it, did they? No. Um, <laughs> Someone did, but they didn't come in the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got very distracted. Yeah. Kevin somehow manages to get tricked into calling Dynasty a slapper. Yeah. I don't know how he pulled that off. Um, and then Barry just chimes in. He's just somewhere. He's just in the. You know, hey, she wants nothing to do here. Shut up, Barry. None of us want you here. Um. I wish the moises, I wish the mushrooms killed him. <laughs> Harley is unhappy with the food situation. Says the Germans wouldn't be eating this muck. They'd be eating their massive sausages. <laughs> I'd found that funny. <laughs> Worked for me. I mean, just like, legal, like, surely a teacher can't starve children. So, so Audrey walks in. <laughs> she goes, the boat carrying our supplies has been torpedoed. There's no lunch. <laughs> I do like Darren, though, turning to Barry going, it's a shame about that ship. <laughs> I found there are lots of stuff in this episode that I find quite funny. But yes, you absolutely cannot just tell a room full of children you're starving them. And also, like, again... Because I, a fictional boat got hit by a fictional... I don't agree, like, I'll put this out there. I don't agree with starving children. Mm-hmm. Okay? I, I'm I'm happy mm-hmm. to die on that hill. Yeah. I, I believe children should be allowed to eat. Yeah. Um, however... No. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I find it amazing how much the show makes out the idea of not being able to eat from nine till three mm-hmm. is such an overwhelming challenge for people. Mm. 
Because yes, it's not it's not particularly pleasant. No, but you can do you can do that if, as long yeah. as there's a meal coming afterwards. Yeah. You probably won't die. Yeah, yeah. But it is bad, and it shouldn't be done. It, it shouldn't be done. I I believe that Audrey shouldn't be allowed to starve children. Yeah. And I don't care if that makes me if that's controversial to say it. But Audrey would say, "I'm not starving children because we're going to forage." And all of the kids rightly laugh at the word cockles. Um, I once af- did. After no one laughed last week at the bigger gas incident in the boys' loops. No. <laughs> I um, did uh, a play mm-hmm. uh, for Cornwall Youth Theatre. Yeah. It was set in Cornwall. Yeah. And it used the word cockles quite a lot. Yeah, I can to imagine. say it yeah, in the yeah. Cornwall accent. And do you know what? We were all very mature about it. None yeah. of us laughed at the word cockles. Well, you are wrong. Because it's a funny word. But no, maybe it's, no. We're just surra- we're just surrounded by cockles and cornwall. It's just. <laughs> Kevin tells Dynasty she looks better without makeup. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's the correct noise. <laughs> there it is. Kevin, I know what you're trying yeah. to do. Yeah, I get it. We've all, we've all walked this path. <laughs> but stop, stop. There's 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 danger there. Yeah. Uh, Barry, but never Barry and Darren are selling their crisps for two pound a bag. Um, Audrey spots them and says, oh. W.H. Smith at London, Victoria is going, oh, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're being too kind with our pricing. <laughs> You've undersold that there, haven't you? Um, so that's a very London reference. <laughs> I hate, oh, bit expensive here, isn't it? <laughs> I hate that W.H. Smith so much because every time I go in there, for you know, because it's always two for something on, on bottles of fizzy drink, so I have yeah. to get two. And then I go, how do I spend four pounds yeah, on this? It's true. Um, Audrey spots them and says, oh, black market goods, very authentic. <laughs> She's pleased that there's a spiv in the corridor. <laughs> there's a school goat now, apparently. Yeah. Um, Audrey borrowed it from a farm. And I'm not sure she says if she had permission or not. And they've just given it a name for the purpose of one joke. They they have indeed. Okay. And let me tell you, I rolled my eyes. <laughs> um, What's worse, that joke or the part of the uh, My Little Pony movie why they say hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> Genius. Um, have you seen anything more unhinged than Audrey planting fully grown carrots? Oh, <laughs> I thought at one point they weren't going to mention it. I thought we were just going to w- watch her do that. And then they were like, oh, we want to make sure the week was a, su- a success. Uh, if, if, Mr. if Mr. Bain walks in and he buys the idea that you have managed to grow carrots in four days... <laughs> This is the problem with turning this story around in a week. Yeah. You can't grow carrots in that time. No. Five teenagers have given up their lunch break to listen to Simon intensely reading war poetry. Now, I am a massive nerd. I would not have given up my break time to listen to Simon read intense war poetry at me. I I wouldn't give up. I don't know. I wouldn't give up anything to read, listen to Putsawami poetry. Well, you've got ten hours of Rachel and Eddie to get through. Especially... Or a leg to soar off. <laughs> One or t'other. Especially when he does the thing where he turns the chair around and sits out at and legs. <laughs> yeah. Bad, isn't it? Um, Ray, like, I have to point out... That but, but, Dynast- but Dynasty listens to this war poem and goes, I should get with Kevin. Yeah. I wonder if there's a war... Like, maybe we all have that war poem. I need to find the war poem that makes women want to get with me. <laughs> Yeah. Just see that out there on the airwaves. <laughs> Just text it into radio DJs. Can you read this out for me? <laughs> um, I was watching all of uh, both of the last two episodes on my iPad and Raven kept making, who's my other cat, 
Um, she kept making desperate attempts to stop me from watching it. Mm-hmm. And during the Simon reading horrible, horrible poetry, she just plonked herself right in between me and the And other they pet. say cats don't care about you. Yeah, I know. I mean, she's very loving in her own way. <laughs> you wouldn't know it. I think she'd have been within 10 feet of you. <laughs> no, she, she's very terrified of me. Yeah. Um, uh, Barry, never Barry, wants to forage in the woods for some magic mushrooms. Do you, um, did everyone else enjoy that Connor's 1994, 1944 rationed war outfit? <laughs> same as what clothes he's been wearing for weeks. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of goth snooker players in the, uh, in the early 40s. So they're doing the foraging. Connor beckons Dynasty behind a bush. I wouldn't follow him. No, he could be burning. Anything, anything could be on fire back there. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the thing about Barry and Darren running off. Yes. Now, we went on school trips. Yes. We weren't scrotes. No. No. But the scrotes yeah. were watched quite intently on school trips. I would say so. Now, if I was a teacher and I was chaperoning a school trip, I wouldn't care so much about us. Yeah. I'd care about the scrotes. <laughs> I'd be watching those scrotes. Yeah, and then for some reason, I wouldn't be allowed to be a teacher yeah. anymore. <laughs> Funny how that happens. Yeah, again, if you knew, um, scrote is a word we use to describe uh, errant children. Errant, errant, yes. And we don't mean it in the literal sense. No. Um, yeah, I'll yeah, the leader of you on the podcast. It was quite entertaining when they were talking about <laughs> sawing legs off. But then they kept saying they should be staring at scrote yeah. more often. Um, so they find some mushrooms um, and they both eat some. I don't think... No, I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Magic mushrooms are as available to people in random forests as television makes out. No. I just just don't believe every random mushroom you find is one that's going to make you higher than a kite. No. And I really wanted the outcome of this to be that they were just totally normal mushrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, Kevin has done a big thing where he's put up a banner... And there's some Glenn Miller playing, um, and and Dynasty cries. Is that the it's the Captain America one, right? I don't know. What what I do know is it is the one that plays when uh, Captain Jack and Rose are dancing in the Doctor Who episode, The Empty Child. Okay, I don't care about that. <laughs> I just referenced the most popular movie for series of all time. You said I don't know, and then you just mentioned some weird Doctor Who thing. It's a very popular episode of Doctor Who, and Doctor Who is very popular. More popular than The Avengers? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it is the Glenn Miller track everyone uses, so I, yeah, would, yeah. I would imagine so, I think yes. it is the captain. I feel like it's what I he, would he and Peggy so. dance with at the end, spoilers. Yeah, I think it probably is. So, yeah, so Kevin's put this banner, and then Kevin says, why did we ever break up? As if, as if he actually he, forgot. <laughs> Kissed a teacher and then turned around and told Dynasty you never loved her. And then a week later, you were like, uh, why is Dynasty not like me now? Yeah. Why um, did they even do this plot? What was the point of it? I have no idea. I'm I, not a clue. Like, it adds nothing. Neither of these two learned anything about themselves during this period of time. No. He kissed a teacher and we were pretending it never happened. No. Um, so Dynasty says, oh, the poem convinced me that it was worth it. And then they kiss and there's a very weird camera angle on the kiss. Hmm. Um, not, there's quite a lot of weird camera angles in this mm, episode um, they were just giddy to be outside yeah yeah <laughs> I, I literally thought it was just like experiment in the woods Audrey shows up and says not much evidence of foraging here to which the answer is give them a few minutes yeah yeah <laughs> I, my note is I mean there's, there's, there's some evidence of foraging <laughs> yeah <laughs> bit of an open goal that <laughs> wouldn't it 
foraging in tonsils. Um, so uh, Barry never Barry and Darren, they've got out the the drug addled lens for the camera. Yes, and it's just like dubstep. Yeah, dubstep. Dubstep music. Yeah, I, I feel like this show needed in week one to show Barry fighting someone because mm. there was no need for Darren to be as much of a supplicant as he no. is. No, like Barry's like grab some nettles, and Darren's like <laughs> okay. <laughs> And it's, it's almost like a little like like a, a skit in the Simpsons or whatever because he grabs him like ow and grabs him like ow. <laughs> what? what is happening? <laughs> and dub, so- like this is why Martha, I think you're wrong. This is the worst ever episode because the dubstep thing, while not intentional, is hilarious. It's quite funny. The, the fact that they just put on dirty, dirty dubstep. Yeah. Um. So they get back to school, and h- how sure were you? that the shrooms were going to end up in the goat. <laughs> because I was very sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was Chekhov's goat shrooms. It, it was. I thought, I thought, and it was going to be turned like a proper, you know, black sheep. <laughs> oh, wow. That's a reference. We watched that movie together. It's, it's a really good movie. I love that movie. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. Um, it, it's a, it's a, a Kiwi horror movie about sheep. Yeah, yeah. Eating people uh, from the uh, same um, special effects workshop who did the Lord of the Rings. It, indeed, yes, yeah. yes. Um, good fun. Yes, he's very small. I'm pretty certain everything passes through the workshop <laughs> at one point. Probably, it's probably on a major highway. Yeah. Um, so uh, Barry and Darren are doing drug humor. They're like, "Oh, the goat's a spy," and they release the goat. I was, I was, I was laughing hysterically. Yeah. So uh, okay, um, so they're they're discovered. Simon, yes, they have the nettles. They cover them. Yes, and Simon goes, "Oh, what do you think?" And they pass him uh, a basket, mm-hmm. and Simon holds the basket, and in his mind he must go, "Hmm, this basket weighs like it's got a lot of mushrooms <laughs> in it." But my eyes are telling me it's yep. only nettles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm going to go ahead and say this is only nettles. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason for these pupils to be lying. No, no. Um, about what they've got in their basket. These two scrotes are only ever uh, honest with me. Yes. Um, so they bring all the stuff back to the school. And Connor and Maggie are looking at it like, oh, I don't know what to cook. And Connor suggests a seafood and nettle curry and seaweed bargies. Just like they made in the 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> all the range of seaweed yeah. bargie. That sounds horrendous. Now, Connor learned that he liked cooking three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. And he's making seaweed bargies from scratch. I'm, I'm not, I don't eat a lot of bargies. I'm not a huge fan of them. Are they deep fried? I believe so. How, how feasible is that in a war? <laughs> in the cooking oil powering tanks? Probably. It should be. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll never win this thing. <laughs> um... So Connor then asks. I, I, I think I was about to say the exact No, thing. carry on. I, I enjoy the fact that Connor asks a woman whose life is catering <laughs> if he's wasting his time with catering. And yeah. then she says the online, there's lots of jobs. <laughs> Graduates are ten a penny. There's lots of jobs. <laughs> it's more Irish now than anything. I always I get that. There's any accent I can competently do. <laughs> All roads lead back. Um, she says, graduates are ten a penny these days, and yes, they all have podcasts. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Still not paying off my student loan. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast will have to become very successful. Um, 
So, subscribe to the Patreon to make Tom pay <laughs> back his student loan. I'm nearly finished paying mine back. Mm. What, two years? Mm. You, you use your journalism degree every day. Yeah. You're always reporting from a court. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so it was worth it. Do you know why? I met the most important person of my life at uni. Me? You. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely you. Um, Archie is teaching George some Mandarin, which seems a little too little too late <laughs> to me. That horse seemingly has Yes. <laughs> and hasn't he been going to night school for the last three weeks? Yeah, three, four weeks. You feel like it'd be catching. Get him a Duolingo account. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Sue is looking through the window and sees the grubby deal happening. Mm. Um, Rob Bain arrives and Darren vomits on his shoe. There are so many square feet of space in this school and he manages to chooses that half a foot yes. to throw up on. No, it was a full foot. <laughs> no, you got the front part of the foot. What's... All right. <laughs> Where does the foot start and end? Is, 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 is this a no, trick no, question? Because he got, I would say, the the, the front part of the foot. <laughs> okay. So it's a half the foot. It's not a full foot. Because the full foot would be if it got if he, on, the, on the bottom of your foot, mm-hmm. you're looking all the way from the top I'm of your toe. I'm not suggesting he submerged. <laughs> so he got the front of the foot. Okay. Um, would you wipe sick off your dad's shoe? No. No, that's what I thought as I was watching Sue do it. Last week I told you about how my cat nearly killed him. <laughs> I said, are you all right? And he went, yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, I do- in, in later life care... Yes, that's different. That, that's different. Yeah. If it's his own sick, off of his own shoe, yeah. in, yes, then obviously. But not just some random boy's some, sick. Some if I'm mushroom-addled <laughs> teenager's yeah. sick. My dad walks into the house and goes, a boy just threw up on me. Can you wipe it off? I'll go, no. Yes. Um, so Christine is like taking Simon to task for the fact that the, the boys were able to go off and do whatever they've done. Um, and what's odd is that Simon seems to try and turn this around and say he's not at fault. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not supporting me. It's like you let the two most mischievous boys go out and cause mischief. Yes. Yes. That seems. So Rob Bain then goes and speaks to George. And I felt like Rob, Rob Bain was, was flirting with him at the start. Yeah. He in, he, he's drinking in that sailor suit. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I, I do. What I find really funny about this is that Sue thinks they're going to catch George in a lie about mm-hmm. how George can't speak Mandarin. Yes. What can't Sue do? Speak Mandarin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so at this point, he could just make noises and she'd go, yeah. George no- is the only person in that room who could speak any Mandarin. <laughs> and she'd go, I have no way of verifying this. Yeah. It's like how in Borat, all the characters, when they speak in foreign languages, they're speaking in different foreign languages, yeah. but they just assume we'll all think it's the same language. Yeah. He could just say whatever he wants at this point, and he'll go, well, that's more Mandarin than I know. Yeah. Um, Rob is very impressed with the Mandarin programme. Do you remember Rob said that Michael couldn't stay on as head teacher because he wasn't into all the innovative stuff? Yeah. And he praises their weird one-week rationing of children <laughs> and then a Mandarin class yeah. in Greenock. Mm-hmm. So Rhiannon, throughout the whole day, has been refusing any food, even within the rationing. Um, and then she she's feeling faint. Um, and, and she admits that she binged on food after Grantley died. And so she's now not eating. Mm. Which is bad. Yes. Aud- Audrey put together a whole week just to give Rhiannon an eating disorder. Yes. Seems that way. On purpose, seemingly. Seemingly. Um, Dynasty is fretting to Imogen about what happens when Kevin goes to uni in America. When was he looking 
in America? He, he was a couple of weeks ago. He got a brochure. Yeah, perspe- I thought he, it was London. No, it was America. He got, oh, a, no. he got a brochure. A brochure. <laughs> As they say in America. Um, maybe. Brochure. <laughs> yeah. I, got, I got a brochure from Chad. <laughs> so, um, Simon sends Nikki off to the hospital with Darren and Barry. Uh, Darren has now admitted to the fact they're on mushrooms. So that he could be on the tour with Rob Bain. Mm. Nikki accepts this, which is even more bizarre. Yeah, why Why would you, when it's not your fault, why would you take responsibility yeah. for two children? Yeah. And that must be some kind of safeguarding break there. Because Simon's been with them the longest. Yeah. He, has, he has all of the information about how they're feeling. Yeah. He was with them in the first aid yeah. room. Um, He's a snake. Then they do the Where's Wally gag. Yeah. With the, with the gag. And that's where I put it in my notes is a goat going to eat the mushrooms. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what uh, the, the moment they walked over, I assume that's what But again, doing. we talked about this with a lightsaber a few weeks back. Yes. Chekhov's mushrooms. Yeah. No, no one eats them. Um, Rob Bain loves a seaweed bargey. Big does fan. He, I just don't feel like that would be nice. It doesn't feel like it would be nice, does it? Mm. Um, Although that being said, like, we get seaweed from the Chinese takeaway, mm-hmm. and we like that. Mm. I can't imagine deep frying it would be a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Christine and Simon have another pointless row. I haven't even written the content of it. I've just written they have a pointless row. Yeah. Um, Simon then says to Sue after the fact that she basically accused me of engineering the mushroom thing deliberately. And I remember thinking back and going, at no point did she insinuate no, 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 that. I don't, I don't think she did. She did not insinuate me. that at all, Simon. And the fact that you've said that out loud makes me think you did engineer yeah, it deliberately. Yeah. Um, Lisa, meanwhile, finds the buried bag of mushrooms. Um, Sue then reveals to Simon that she knows that George can't speak Mandarin and she's prepared a dossier in true Waterloo Road tradition. Yeah. Um, does Sue not think no, dobbing doesn't. in a teacher for paying students for assistance is a little bit <laughs> dodgy ground for her to be playing yes. on? Yeah. Uh, so Audrey is teaching the kids a dance routine and then Rhiannon collapses. Christine calls an ambulance. And then Audrey says to everyone, including Rob Bain, that I encouraged the rationing. I admitted this. Mm. And her admitting to starving children goes in her favour. Yeah, yeah. She took responsibility for her actions. Famous, famously so. If I stabbed someone... That's why we all think... And then put my hands in the air and said, sorry, I've stabbed someone. It's okay, don't worry. I've stabbed them. But I'm putting my hands up. My blood-soaked hands. And I'm admitting yeah. to the stabbing. It's, it's the same principle as why we think so... Uh, Pleasantly, of the men who took part in the Nuremberg trials. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very they, they opened up to it. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it does not even make sense because I pushed the rationing. I was like, you work in a school where other teachers could have said no. Yeah, yeah. and should have said no. Yeah. Um, Connor is now going to cook some of the mushrooms that Lisa found in the allotment. Oh, what chaos could this cause? None. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, the goat's in the office. The goat can open doors, which I think is a delightful <laughs> opportunity for a spin-off. Um, what I did like is the scene where Christine runs around throwing mushroom omelette out of children's mouths. <laughs> but it doesn't even mean anything, because none of the students know why she did it. And it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't mean anything. And then she's immediately called out to a meeting with Snaky Snaky Simon. Snaky Simon, yeah. And uh, which, does she then order the removal of all the mushrooms or does she leave and then Maggie goes alright have your mushrooms back here yeah. <laughs> weird that one <laughs> enjoy your omelette <laughs> um, 
So Simon goes to Christine and says, Ha, George Windsor can't speak Mandarin. And then he does an evil smirk. He's just not slimy enough. No, and then Sue presents her dad with the dossier. Um, and they're like, Ha, I, I, I have you now. Mm. At the yeah, school- you know how I feel about dodgy dossiers. <laughs> Your favourite things. Yeah. Um, it feels like this has been sexed up. Yeah. Um, back at the schoolhouse. This is a very small thing, but it really annoyed me. Um, Connor and Imogen have a conversation while playing pool with Kevin and Dynasty. A conversation. A conversation. How have we missed that? Yeah. We haven't called I... her Nikki Boxton either. No. Oh. <laughs> I did that on the episode of the podcast I listened to recently. Do you know that thing I say I do where I'm listening to it and I go, oh, I wish I made yeah, that yeah. reference. And 30 seconds later, I do. Yeah. I did it about Alicia Dixon. I remember sitting, I was at the gym and I remember hearing, going, oh, I should have made an Alicia Dixon yeah. reference here. And then lo and behold, past me did it. There it was. I don't always um, lie on me. So the scene begins. Kevin plays a shot. The white ball goes towards Connor and Imogen. Mm-hmm. Connor and Imogen are talking and you can see the white ball next to them. Yeah. Connor then walks to the other end of the table. Mm-hmm. To play a completely different ball. Okay. That, that's not how pool works. Okay, Tom. You, you get... I can't believe you still watch the show this intently. <laughs> I'm not sure I know what Connor looks like. <laughs> <laughs> it just upset me. They're all just name tags to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Connor's going on about cooking... Kevin says, oh, don't worry, Dynasty. I'm not going to apply to America. I'm going to abandon all of my dreams. Um, and it's I fine. mean, if you're 17 or 18 years old and you're having sex, are you not going to <laughs> abandon all of your dreams for I, I wouldn't have to because I was living them. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob's trying to like mediate between Simon and Christine and says, I'm hugely disappointed with both of you. And he uses like a tortured war metaphor because that's the episode we're in. Yeah. What um, is it good for? Absolutely ab- nothing. Absolutely nothing. Um, which probably would have been a better episode title reference. Yeah. Um, you could just call it, what is it good for? Mm. So uh, Rob Bain then says, Audrey McFall's the only person who took it on the chin today. She starved children and she owned up to it. Yes, and now she'll never work again. She owned up to it. Casey encourages Nikki to call Eve because presumably Eve is a thing that might be going on. Mm. And Casey now has no plot of their own. No. I must just advance Nikki's plot. Yes. Um, George and Christine uh, are, are going to go for a drink. Didn't we do the, this last week that we're going to go for a drink? Yeah. And now it's like, oh, we're going for a drink and it's the first time. I oh, remember things. Um, she says, yeah, we'll go when you ditch the Richard Gear gear, which I thought was quite good. Mm, no, because in, in our world, we would just, we would just emphasize the gear. Yeah, Richard Gear. Ditch the Richard gear. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's what we would have done. Yeah, yeah. It's fine, writers. You'll get there. Yeah. They do a weird bit outside of the school where they're all getting in their cars and they do like a battle lines shot where it's like George and Christine getting into a car and Simon and Sue getting into a car. And then Christine says, when I get this job, those two will be history. (laughs) It's terrible. Uh, Yeah, my last note was if they think that line is good, they are drastically mistaken. It is a terrible line. 
It's not. It's not great. And I'm, but I'm not so much disappointed in the show as I am disappointed in us. Do you know why I'm disappointing in us? Why is that? Because Waterloo Road <laughs> has been staring us in the face for forty-five minutes, and we haven't, we haven't gone there. In some ways, it's our Waterloo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's it. This the episode title is "The Battle of Waterloo Road." <laughs> um, that's the end of the episode. I some of it was quite fun, if I'm honest. I mean, a lot of it was bad. It, it's all of this is it's properly and I, I have no qualms with Martha saying this is the, this is the worst episode yeah. and Martha for, for all by all accounts likes the show a lot more than me that's true yeah. so she's probably much more upset about this than I would yeah. be um, but for me it's all this bad well when the last the last episode was just so boring yeah. it was just rubbish in the school and it's, at least they've got different costumes on <laughs> They've got different costumes on. They go outside a bit. Yeah. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. It's fine. On a curve, it's fine. <laughs> it's better than the last seven episodes. When we set the, when we set the bar solo. Yeah. Speaking um, of, can we use um, Ayaz solo as the playout song? No. It will be one of the Glenn Miller songs. Um, next time trailer. There's a... You know how we've talked about names being too Scottish? Oh, yeah? The new science supply teacher is called Frankie McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. It's a bit That's much, like you're like putting it into a Scottish name. Generally. Yeah, it is a bit. It is a bit. Um, so Lisa and Chazney are now firm friends, and they're going to steal makeup together. Meanwhile, Lenny is bonding with Frankie McGregor over fishing, which yeah. is alarm bells. Is Frankie McGregor... Um... He's in Andor, isn't he? Maybe. I mean, he works on the thing. He's British and he's an actor. He was probably in Andor. Yeah. <laughs> I think he works on the machine thing when they yeah. do the breakout stuff. Probably. Good for him. Um, uh, Nicola Adams. She isn't in Andor, is she? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but immediately after the Nicola Adams bit, we find out that Casey doesn't want to do boxing anymore. No. And... That probably would have been quite a good revelation to keep in the sh- to keep for the show. Yeah, potentially. You know, you've got enough of a hook. Nic- yeah, Nicola yeah, Adams is in the show. People are tuning in week to week for the outcome of Casey's boxing career. <laughs> maybe so they need they need to know. Yeah. that there's going to be some talk about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, Nicola Adams is there. That's that's as, as good a hook as that storyline has ever imagine had. Imagine if we get Nicola Adams fighting Austin Healy. I was gonna. I thought you were gonna say. Imagine if we get Nicola Adams on the podcast. No, that feels unlikely. It feels very unlikely. It feels. I don't so know what they're up to now, though. No, I don't know what Nicola Adams is up to. Hmm. Being, being too famous to be on this podcast, I would suggest. Uh, well, I, any person we've had on this podcast is too famous to be. On well, this yes, podcast. but 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 the people we've had on this podcast have more of a connection to Waterloo Road. <laughs> I can understand why they feel warmly to Waterloo Road. Most Nicola of- Adams appeared for a one-day cameo. Most of them we call it a COVID lockdown as well. Yes, a, a great percentage of them. <laughs> So yes, that's that's the end of the episode. Um, I, yeah, I'll pick a Glenn Miller one. All right. Or the Chicken Run theme. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just to play a compilation of great lines from Chicken Run. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun.